to the wheel a podcast for the pagan community and maybe those who are interested uh, but not really quite pagan yet uh, we hope that we can help people feel connected and part of a community my name is hazel and my co-host is jenny we're based in uh, kent but obviously we don't care where you live <laughs> so please join us for a quick conversation about paganism. So hello my name is Jenny Luddington and I'm the co-host to The Lovely Hazel and it seemed really fitting for our first podcast to have a discussion on how we got started on our pagan pathways. So Hazel what brought you to paganism? Well I think I was a pagan from quite a young age really before I knew um, actually what a pagan was or what it was all about uh, wasn't in a particularly religious household uh, my mother's uh, salvation army and my father was very much an atheist um, I was drawn I suppose to nature and really felt a connection to it I think that was something I was aware of from a very young age I even went to Sunday school but it didn't feel particularly like I belonged there in this odd sort of way I felt a bit outside it I think maybe because as a woman I felt I didn't fit you know there was no all the sort of important figures of men um, and what pagans have is a god uh, and a goddess and I think once I found out more about paganism and the deities I felt really like come home um, what about Je you Jenny what first drew you in <laughs> well lots of similarities with you Hazel I was raised in a, a non-religious household however I had very vivid childhood memories of sitting on my grandfather's lap um, as he told me the stories of Demeter and Persephone and how that related to the seasonal challenges and I can remember it clear as day sat on his lap at Christmas with a pomegranate eating the seeds with a pin so I think that was probably my first forays I explored Christianity in my teens and I went up to see Billy Graham and was saved by him at Wembley Stadium oh wow the day that the stage got struck by lightning so and I went on the kind of 12-week um, alpha course that often runs and I was doing really well with that I was really engaging with it and the final lesson on the alpha course was that there was only one truth and that okay. it was a myth to believe that um, other people worship the same god but maybe in a different way or that there were other gods were were equally worthy of veneration and it just grated with me. I didn't have that level of arrogance to think that there was only one way and my way was the only way of doing it. And that turned me off and it, it stopped me from engaging. So for a long time, I probably would have said that I was agnostic, believing that there must be something there, but not entirely sure what that something might be. So after that, my spirituality took a little bit of a big back burner until my mid-twenties. I experienced a trauma 
and I was searching for some way to bring meaning to that experience and at that time I started looking into books around Wicca and something about the divine feminine and being held in that really helped me through that difficult time. One of the things that we really want to achieve with this podcast is to develop a sense of community. Many people practice as solitaries through choice and others have barriers to finding a local community. A way I found that there were other pagans out there was through magazine Pagan Dawn, which is the magazine of Pagan Federation, which is an organisation for pagans or one of the organisations um, for pagans and it has listings or it did have a listings of moots and I'd read the magazine for a while and then I, I finally took the plunge when I was living in the west country and contacted someone who was running a moot in Bath and I should say actually for those who don't know moot is just a pagan name for a meeting they're usually in a pub or they can be in a cafe or whatever I thought I was, you know, being quite brave in going and wasn't sure if I was going to end up in a wood at night on my own, but it, it all worked out really well. They were really lovely people. And then I moved to Bedfordshire and I became a, a regular at an all women's moot. And we used to go away eventually and have camping trips. Apart from the moots and the magazine, I also started looking at the online resources and such as UK Pagan, online shopping, even chat groups. But it, it was a bit painful then because my internet was dial up, as I expect most people's. And so Jenny, what about you? How did you um, make your way into the Pagan community? Well, I think we might show our age a little bit here, but which box? <laughs> So a lot of older pagans will remember Witchbox. Uh, it stood for the Witch's Voice. And it was more than just a website. It was a social networking site before social networking as a concept really existed. And it listed pagan people, so authors and such, places and events. And Witchbox was founded in 1997 and it was a way of connecting. And it, it's really sad that it, it's defunct now. They still have a presence on social media on Facebook. But um, I think for a lot of people, it was a way of meeting other pagans. Um, you also mentioned UK Pagan the Valley. So originally it was a message board and then it was a website. And I joined in 2005 and it was a community where I have learned so much, made pagan friendships that have really lasted. I mean, I volunteered for the um, Pagan Federation for a while and it was really interesting. You have to get sort of pagans of good standing to vouch for you when you join the Pagan Federation. And a lot of those people had been friends that I'd made way back in 2005 on UK Pagan the Valley. Um, I also learned at the time that there were pagan paths. I think when I first started looking into paganism, all that was really available in bookshops was stuff around Wicca. 
but I learned about um, reconstructionist religions and faiths and I then began exploring Hellenismos. After I'd kind of dipped a toe in via books and via websites, it was time to start meeting pagans in my local community. And the first one was when a lady at the library came up to me. Uh, she saw that I was wearing a pentacle and she invited me to join a women's teaching circle. And that lasted for a little while. Um, one of the things you do find, unfortunately, within the community is every now and again, things implode. And this was a circle <laughs> that imploded. So after that, I absolutely swore off working in groups. It, it wasn't for me, I decided. But in 2013, um, in my youth centre, I was a youth worker at the time, there was a copy of a newsletter and it absolutely had no earthly reason to, to be there. I don't know who brought it in, who had left it, um, but it was advertising Kent Goddess Group and I thought, I'll go along, I will have an investigate and see if there is anything to offer me and I did and I went and I loved it and I'm still involved in uh, Kent Goddess Group to this day as one of their main facilitators. So I suppose that leads me on, we've talked about our past, Hazel what is your involvement in the community today? Well I'm still a member of the Pagan Federation and I, I volunteered to be a regional coordinator for my particular area I'm probably not as active as I should have been on that one as I'm really still sorting myself out but I'm hoping to make much more of that in terms of working in the pagan community. I've actually started to, with Jen in fact, um, organise a family moot locally and we meet in the day. We like to go out and about rather than stay in a pub and usually cream tea is involved somewhere and it's just a nice way to get out into nature because we are a nature-based <laughs> religion so it seems a shame not to and i've also become more interested in shamanism even uh, did a course last year and sort of i'm continuing with those studies and again it's very much based in the local area although a number of people from are from far away and that's been quite interesting as well meeting people who might not even actually identify themselves as pagans and I also meet up with some other witches in another place in Kent and it's we have sort of meetings a couple of times a month just to celebrate the Sabbaths. Jen I know you're you're involved in facilitating quite a lot locally so what are you up to at the moment? <laughs> Well, the main place that I hang out is the Kent Goddess Group. And we've been able to take all our ceremonial groups online during the lockdown. And it's one thing that I'm actually really proud of the pagan community so much has gone online. 
I know that you talk about us being a nature-based religion, <clears throat> and we really are, but it's been really hard to sort of get out and meet other people during this lockdown. And I mean, it's been amazing. Everything from the Jack in the Green that went online, when you see socially distanced drumming, that's something that will stay with you. <laughs> Um, so that's one of the places where I hang out. We've got a website that's quite new, but we've got a very strong um, Facebook community. So if anybody wants to check out Kent Goddess Group on Facebook, it is a women's ceremonial group, but we are very inclusive in that. So it's trans friendly and non-binary friendly. But please do have a little look up as what we're doing. And the other thing that I facilitate is the Folkestone Red Tent. And while this isn't necessarily a pagan thing, not all of our attendees are pagan, but we are certainly well represented with pagans within our groups. And I think it's because we appreciate sitting in circle, we appreciate the power of sharing and witnessing, and we tend to do things around crafts, personal development, feminism, and it's a really beautiful space to nurture and support one another. And like Hazel, I used to be one of the volunteers for the Pagan Federation. I was the disability liaison officer in 2016 and had a fantastic time for several years getting involved with one of the online festivals. And I think it was one of the things that the Pag Fed did really well in seeing a niche. Um, people with disabilities can really struggle to find connections and ways to interact with the community. So the online festivals were an amazing way to do that doing it way before anybody was thinking about accessibility within the pagan community. So I stood down from that role in 2019, but I still like to volunteer as a friend of um, the online festivals. So I'll do the odd video and make some content. I, I share a lot of stuff about poetry and about labyrinth walking, which is one of my favourite things to do. It sounds like you're very busy. Well, that's been the first episode or first spoke of the wheel. Hope you've enjoyed it and hope you come back. Um, if you've got any ideas as to topics you'd like us to cover, well, we've got a Facebook group and the, all the information you're going to need will be in the show notes. So it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Next um, spoke, we'll be talking about the first books that we read on our pagan journeys, because we've identified that books is a way that a lot of us connect to our pagan pathway. So we welcome you back next time. And we will be discussing the books that got us started on our pagan path. So thanks very much for listening. If you've got any comments on feedback, we would really welcome that. Thanks very much. Bye-bye.